Alrighty, welcome to Don't Forget to Take Off Your Lens Cap. We are your hosts, Joel and Brayden. Today, we're going to be talking about a guide to filmmaking and some tips that we would give. How are you doing, Brayden? Brayden good. Gosh, How are you I'm doing, man? <laughs> <Damn good. laughs> I miss I'm you excited. basketball. I know, today. dude. I'm, I'm sorry. I've been... I uh, got really dehydrated on Sunday. I told you this, but like... Uh, yeah, yesterday, I was just dry heaving. Nothing. I could just like... Just wanted to throw up all day. I started work and then like halfway through, like after like one o'clock, I was like, all right, I can't do this. I can't stare at a screen and like feel lightheaded. Cause like, I feel like when yeah. I stare at a screen, I just feel more lightheaded. And then it's like, so it was a good day. It was a good time. I drank like a million cups of water. <laughs> um, so yeah. Went pee every like 20 seconds. Yeah, dude. After I finally drank, I drank, I like seriously peed like 10 times. I was like, but I hadn't peed forever because like I didn't drink enough water the day before and stuff. I was like, so yeah, uh, good da- good time. So Morgan has that problem. She does not drink any water. And it really it bothers me. I'm like, you never drink water. Like, when are you drinking water? So I think that's like the one of the only things I drink, dude. Like I don't like soda know, and stuff. So I'm just always drinking water. I don't yeah, I don't really like soda either. And I don't drink alcohol that much either. Like it's just like a once a month thing for me. These aren't like, even our unpopular opinions. Like look at that. <laughs> oh yeah, we could have used this. If you I don't even, <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I I only drink water. It's Dude, like, yeah, same. <laughs> it's so I good. like like it like in the winter and stuff, like I love a good hot chocolate and stuff, but even then I can't like finish it. Like it's dude, either I'm drinking Powerade like really yeah, dude. Too much of it is like, but dude, if you go to the gas station, oh no, yeah, anyone totally. listening up there, uh t- <laughs> if you go to the gas station, their hot chocolate is bomb, like Chevron I totally hot agree. chocolate. Ooh, so good. Like wow. I totally agree. Almost every uh Hot chocolate at a gas station is better just, than, than like a, like Starbucks and stuff. People are like, "Oh, I really like that," and I'm like, "Their hot chocolate's gross." Um, I think their hot chocolate is okay, sponsor, <laughs> but not <laughs> worth the price. Like the price of a gas station hot chocolate, uh, they should charge way more. <laughs> I know sure. it's like it's not even like two bucks. It's like a dollar sixty or something, and you're like, yeah. But I, yeah, I but think then that's the, the problem with gas station. It is magical. the The problem is, is like. You get a cup at a gas station and it's like a dollar sixty and then for like five cents more, or like ten cents, you go the bigger kind. So you're like, Do I is it worth it? And finally I've just decided no, because I'm never gonna drink the rest. And then I just feel like I'm <laughs> wasting it. But yeah, my mom would like weird... totally disagree. She'd be like, get the biggest one because it's only like ten cents more. And like I'm like, I can't do that. That's what every company does. It's just another marketing tactic to get you to get to upsell and like movie theaters do it all the time um so they force you to buy the large popcorn because it's only 10 cents more and then the medium two bites and never touch it (laughs) no dude i eat the popcorn man i but i feel (laughs) i feel like every time i get a large popcorn my grandpa loves popcorn we get it it's like you know huge and then like you only got a little bit you put like a dent in it it looks like you barely ate any and we're like but he likes to take it home and eat it. But I was like, but some people just throw it away. 
then you're like i i take it home sometimes yeah i I won't lie if i don't finish it but see i don't even like popcorn so i'm like yeah i I do i love it's like fine it's It's not bad it's not that i don't like it i just would never be like i want some popcorn right now it adds to the theater experience for me like okay i get that i tell i'm like put all the butter on that popcorn i hate when they're gentle with it and i'm like yeah you're like there's this one i went to um and they just have like like i love when they just have the machines and you can just keep pushing just keep buttering it up like that's the best because like some of those they just do it all for you but yeah oh i was so we are a little off topic um we did we are starting a new (laughs) segment that we will get into here in a second it's uh so we're going to switch off because we do do unpopular opinions. We're not stopping doing unpopular opinions because I quite enjoy it. And I think Joe and I both quite enjoy it, but we're going to yes. st- also do um, this new one, which you will come to hear first. But first, Joe and I have been talking a lot about cameras lately with each other. And so we want to talk a little bit about cameras, buying cameras, because I think it's really popular. There's a lot of new cameras being announced right now. And I bet a lot of people are in the same boat as us wondering what the heck camera to get or do i stick with what i have you know yes and that'll that'll transition to our topic to our topic nicely um because it's one of my points that i'm gonna make perfect um sorry i need to work on my filler words (laughs) (laughs) i'm terrible um gosh dang it (laughs) just said um again (laughs) probably annoying every listener all of our six listeners uh, yeah are huge i think we're up to <laughs> about 14 to 20 though i was checking oh, never the mind. Day. 14 so, listeners no, i mean <laughs> that's pretty I, mean, I was excited i was like hey <laughs> we moved up from you know six when, and that wasn't counting me like pushing to download it on my phone you know or something like that yeah <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> whenever we talk about lenses or cameras and like dreaming about getting a new camera i get really depressed deep down because i find myself comparing my work to other people's work yeah and i'm like i'm never gonna get that film look or whatever and i hate it i just hate myself for it and I wish I didn't do that. It's I think it's natural to do. And I just have to tell myself, this is an art form. Don't do that. There's no specific like look you should be going for. You can do it however you want. Be creative. But I mean, obviously, I think there's specific like projects Probably. you should have a look for. Yeah. Um, like a product shoot. I wouldn't shoot it like cinematically or anamorphic for like a coke can yeah i don't know that that's a trend that i really don't like lately that's an unpopular opinion uh is there's a trend of making products look super cool and i think they're great like they're cool videos and awesome filmmaking but it doesn't make me want the product at all uh they do look cool though (laughs) yeah they look they look awesome and yeah. I feel like that should be the point of a commercial is no for sure one and rather than go oh that looked cool and I look and this I episode we weren't gonna have unpopular pins and we spit out like three 
Oh yeah. You're welcome. Really just no. <laughs> yeah. I like Daniel Schiffer. I think he's awesome, but I've never been a huge fan of his work. Really? Cause I'm, I'm, I mean, I love his work. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm, I don't think I would ever hire him for yeah. anything I would be doing. That's just me. I'm sure he would do a great job. Nothing against him. I love him. I think he's a great guy. Yeah, he's a really good filmmaker. The commercials that stand out to me are ones with like a funny story. Or not funny, but just a story. And yeah. I don't. I can respect a commercial that I know I'm not even the target market for. Mm-hmm. Um, I say to add on what... Uh, say joel and i was talking uh about this and joel was like telling me like i think well i think when you're like anyone comparing i think it's helped me a lot to not compare myself i mean compared to others but compare myself to where i have been and i think that's really hard to continually remember to do because i feel like we live in just a really competitive world and like america's really competitive because of capitalism and things like that. So um, I feel like you're always comparing yourself to... So, But I think the thing to do is to compare yourself to what your work has been, which again, I think can be hard. But um, like Joel was just telling me, like for everyone listening, Joel was just telling me how he was um, comparing his work. And I was just telling him like, Joel, are you kidding? I just watched your latest wedding video and I thought it was like awesome. I was like, Joel, that was like super cinematic. Like I was like, I bet if you put that up to like people are charging twice like of what you're charging like i wouldn't know a difference and i mean a wedding video i just filmed i shot on a 1dx mark ii i only shot in 1080 because i didn't want to worry i didn't want to deal with the 4k huge files i didn't know if by the end of the night like that uh cf card would hold it all but honestly i couldn't tell a huge difference between that and the 60 mark ii i have and so i think no matter what gear you have um you know, while it does help to have new gear because that makes things easier and you can try new things, it's also good to be, you know, satisfied with the gear you do have because the Canon 60 Mark II has done wonders for me. And a lot of people would never know that I shoot on a Canon 60 Mark II um, because you just think that's an old camera or like no one uses that or things like that. Actually, I don't think any of most people, I don't know people know that people actually use the Canon 60 Mark II still. But, um, <laughs> It's like, I mean, the 1080p 60 frames, 8-bit. The 1DX Mark II's 1080p 60 frames at 8-bit because I just shot at 60 frames. And so, you know, the, you don't always need the biggest and best gear to always get what you want because I think, again, Joel's footage looks amazing. And I would totally <laughs> hire him to film my wedding if I wasn't married. So I think... You are before married. We, yeah, but I am married, so I don't need to worry about yeah. that. <laughs> But yeah, I don't think, so I just think as we go, what we're going to talk about our new topic is we're calling it camera chat and we're just going to talk about new upcoming gear. But before we do that, we just want everyone to know that while we do talk about this new gear, don't listen to it knowing that like, oh, I'm never going to achieve that or I'm never going to like, even if I, there's one of these cameras we're going to talk about, I'm never going to buy, but I probably won't buy any of these, but they're just kind of fun to talk about, see where cameras are headed, the new things. But don't compare yourself to other work because someone has this. You'll get there. You will make it. Like Just because you're there, not there now, look where you were a year ago and look at where you are now. Like Where I was a year ago and where I am now like, is crazy to me. Like The things I know, the things I understand, like 
Um, it's where I've wanted to be. And like, I see me pushing those further. And so if I compare myself to now, I feel great about myself. If I compare myself to Daniel Schiffer, like you were talking about, I feel crappy about myself because he's like a mastermind with filmmaking and like some of his techniques. So as we get into this new segment, like Joel and I wanted to preface that and talk about that a little bit before. Do you have anything to add? I don't know. Now let's get straight into it. Okay, well then this is our new segment. This is Camera Chat. All right, so this is Camera Chat. Joel, welcome to the new segment. Um, this is exciting. <laughs> I Make feel like a new, a new person. <laughs> <laughs> For our end, uh, it'll all be down in the editing room, so I don't really know. But okay, before we get to the Sony, we're going to talk about the new Sony camera. But dude, we we got to talk about this Blackmagic camera. Because okay. this, I think, so I don't, so Maddie Hapoya talked about this on his video. And Maddie Hapoya made a really good video. It actually works great with what we're talking about. If no one's watched it, so you guys should go check it out. It's um, what you can buy with the same amount for the R5. And he shows camera gear that he shows a camera, a lens, and a drone you all can buy for the same price as the R5. And just talked about where camera, fi- camera gear is gone. And where it's headed, like to buy a camera years ten years ago that was like shoot four six k that was gonna be like thirty fifty thousand dollars, and now you can get one for four thousand dollars. Yep. So while it's still a lot, so this camera's crazy. Um, do you have the specs, or do you want me to read them? I don't have the specs. <laughs> okay, let me just let me blow your mind because I actually haven't read all these, so I'm gonna blow my own mind. But so first <laughs> off, it shoots twelve k with a super 35 sensor so a super 35 if anyone doesn't know it's kind of like in between a smaller like aps apsc like i mean a cmos sensor to like uh full frame so it's kind of like in the middle so it's like just under full frame i guess is a better way to explain it so it does 12k guess how many frames per second you can get at 12k 60 I'll frames, guess. Joel. Yeah, I was oh. gonna say 60. <laughs> 60 K. Now what and then you can shoot 8K with this too. Guess how much frames you can do at 8K? 120. What 110, so close. And then oh, 4K, close. you can shoot 220 frames. Like I don't ever know why you'd even need 12K, but like just cool that like they put that in a camera, like because everyone's talking about 8K, and then Black Magic was like, no, nah, we're just gonna do 12K raw. Like that's how we do it. Thought that was pretty crazy. Uh, it's definitely like a cinema camera. Like I don't think unless you're shooting movies, short film, like no one would, no one will probably be using this. But like it's a higher market, but pretty cool. Like um, eighty megapixels, twelve K, thirty five super sensor. Like I thought that was insane. <laughs> but no, yeah. Black Magic does great things. I. Yeah, I think they're going to take off soon. Dude, I kind of think so too. Like they're making some pretty revolutionary like gear. Pretty cool. I agree. Yeah. Okay, do I, you want to talk about I'll go ahead. Oh no. Um what cameras are we talking about? Just the the that and the new Sony camera. Oh, and the new Sony. The yeah. A7S3, is that right? Is that what it is? I I I see. yes, the A7S3. I was like I don't even think okay. I I forgot. This is all, this S- one's just rumored. 
I, I, I thought they released it. Is it re- see, that's how little I know. Um I think I thought the press conference was like oh yeah, July twenty eighth, twenty twenty is when they're gonna announce everything, but some of these things could be Oh the spec I think a lot of it's be. Yeah, I think they're just rumored because they think it's gonna be between thirty five hundred and four thousand. Um so super cool camera. It's pretty much like the R five, but Sony. It doesn't have eight K, but it does shoot four K at one twenty ten bit. Um it the newest S log, um, you it starts at a base of one sixty ISO, which is huge because what doesn't your start at like eight hundred? Yeah, for um picture profile log, yeah. And then the IS the max ISO is four hundred and nine thousand. Like what? That's insane. So I was wondering what the S stood for. Yeah, what does it stand and for? And I know that they are like this they have an R line, like Sony Okay. Whatever. Yeah. They have an R line as well. And the R stands for resolution, so it's more photography and it's a little bit more expensive. Okay. And then the S stands for Supreme. Is it for <laughs> so, filmmakers? Yeah, I guess. That's a weird uh, thing to Supreme, huh? So that originally stood for sensitivity and now stands for Supreme Image Quality and Expression. So Oh, okay. That's a big okay. That S does stand for a lot. That's a big uh, mouthful. Whatever. So I guess it just means <laughs> we're supreme. This is the supreme king. Whatever. Um I wouldn't mind I, switching over to that one for sure. I say, yeah, this is cool. I, I'm at the point where uh, the hard thing is like, I don't, I don't like, we talked about this. I don't mind what brand I have. I don't really understand the brand thing too. Like a camera's a camera. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I, I fit my gear. I I understand brand. And when you pick a camera body, now you have to pick their lenses. If that, you want. That's like, the, the hard thing. The thing I don't get yeah. though is like, oh, Sony is better than Canon or Canon is better than Sony. Like they both have great gear. They're just kind of different. Like Sony stuff, like, dude, you're the low light, like right here. Like that's insane. Like the things you can yeah. get. They, have, you want they both have with the Canon. Yeah, I don't I honestly think resolution is overrated. <laughs> <laughs> I know it kinda it is a little bit, honestly, dude. I was kind of thinking the same thing, like there's great things about it, but like yeah. I'd rather have, I don't know. Yeah, it is a little overrated sometimes. Like even when I'm watching a YouTube like, I don't video need 8K. and I have an option to see 8K or lower, I always just pick 1080p because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's going to give me a nice high definition image yeah. and I, my computer won't explode and lag. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I, was like, what? I think so, resolution I, is a little overrated. Yeah, I agree. I of course, would if I had the gear, would I would I try it out? Of course, would I use it for certain projects? I'm not saying I like I totally would because I wouldn't. But yeah. like I don't. It really is overrated in the point where like I wouldn't shoot everything in 4K. Like even if my yeah. camera could do that. Like honestly, like a lot of things I'd continue to shoot in 1080p because it's like um ten t- like times less space on my computer. Um, and a lot of times, like if it's on the web. You're going to be using it. It's going to be compressed to 1080p anyway, so it's not a big deal. Yeah. So some of the things it's like... A lot of people don't understand when you're buying this camera with these amazing specs, what that's going to do to your computer. Um, Yeah. 
like 4k uh, that like the just space takes that up takes so up. much space <laughs> yeah like, like okay that's the one thing with the one dx mark too like when i i was just telling you this but yeah i shot an event i just needed some stuff for a promo like five shots of course i got way more than that so i can get a lot of different stuff to work with but i probably had like I'm going to push it, say 40 to 50 like video clips that I shot. I could, maybe it was more, maybe 60. Let's go 60. And they were all like short. Like we're talking like 10 seconds probably each, but it was all in slow motion, but I probably wasn't shooting more for 10 seconds. It was 130 something gigs. And like that was just, and the rest I shot in 1080p, the rest of the project. But like, I don't even think you know in that project, those were 4K files. Like we mostly did it because if we wanted to crop in or something, we could do that. Um. But yeah. like, like I yeah, like I don't think you could tell in the video that those clips are 4K and the rest are 1080p. Like in fact, yeah. I like the 1080p clips better because the lighting we were able to control more things like that. But no, I, you know. I'm with you. I think I'm just gonna stick with my camera for a while. I know. Um, yeah. I I um I need a new camera because my wife's taking my camera. So <laughs> yeah, you definitely need one. <laughs> and I like I liked the 60 Mark II. But I still feel like you should switch to Sony. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? <laughs> um, it all it all depends on the projects you're doing. For yeah, me, I agree. I'm, I'm shooting weddings, and autofocus is a big thing for me. If I wasn't a one man crew and I had a focus puller, then I wouldn't be. Then it wouldn't be a big deal to me. Then you get a 12K uh, Black Magic just for fun. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Probably. (laughs) Or E200 or something. Um, But yeah, I'm just going to stick with what I got. I feel like I'm having, I have good image quality. And your stuff's been prime. Like, like I'm excited. um, Like, we've talked about this. I'm leaning towards a Black Magic camera, I think, right now because. It's so cheap. Like I could buy another 60 Mark II, or I could probably buy like pay a little extra and get a Black Magic, which is like gonna be I can have 10 bit log, shoot 1080p, 4K, 6K, and it's like two grand. So that's pretty nice. Um, so and it fits my Canon like mounts. So like I think it really depends. Like as we talk about these cameras again, we're gonna talk about lots of different gear in this segment. Um, not today, just when we do the segment. But like because this camera has 15 di- stops at dynamic range. It's a really cool camera, but I probably won't ever buy it just because it probably, I probably won't need it. If I got a black magic, I probably wouldn't need any of that stuff. Or like, I'm probably, I'm not going to shoot weddings anymore. So I don't really, so is yeah. autofocus as big of a deal or things like that? Or I don't probably won't be taking pictures. Like, so always things to think about as you're thinking about this gear, but this is, yeah, it was our new segment. Um, so Yeah. But we will get into um, what we're talking about today. I mean, everything kind of clicked into what we were talking about. Yeah. But our guy is still making... Oh, go ahead. Oh, and I guess to clarify, Brayden and I are definitely on... We just like talking about this because it's fun to us. Like filmmaking is a big part of our lives and it's always fun to like dream about using a camera. We know it's not going to change our lives or make us happy or whatever but it's just fun for us. And, and I think that's a good transition to my first tip. Can I actually add one thing really quick? Cause I want to, I just want to go off. I, I think one thing like 
about this too is like we love talking about filmmaking but it's almost like I don't know if therapeutic's the right word but like to be able to talk about filmmaking with someone else yeah. is just so <laughs> nice to like understands and is passionate about it because I was talking to Quincy about this like um she was talking about something else and I was like that's how I feel kind of about filmmaking because um like before like I think that's one reason like I was like oh man I always wish I want to do a podcast with Joel just because like there's people who like don't know anyone who talks about filmmaking and filmmaking is like another language dude like when you're talking about bit 16 bit ISO they're like what the heck are you talking about like you can't sit and talk about that with like someone who knows like nothing a, about camera because they're it's like, like a quarterback giving a play or something like, yeah it's like it really is <laughs> like and if you don't know football <laughs> yeah you're like <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about like at all so it's Think nice like for sure yeah and it's um yeah so it's pretty cool like be able to talk about those things so that's why that's i'm excited about that segment too just because like i always love to dream and talk about new camera gear like am i ever gonna i probably won't use some of this stuff but like yeah that's sick like one day maybe i'll use a 12k camera like for fun yeah, it know. motivates me to work harder too as well yeah uh because there's only a few things in life that i like spending my money on yeah or i want to spend money on and <laughs> camera gear is one of them i just really like it most people could care less about that stuff and i'm like yeah that's my job <laughs> <laughs> yeah i need that stuff so that's no, true and it, it it's not going to make me better or anything it's just fun, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's, that's how I got. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's fun. It's just a good time talking about camera gear. So if there's camera gear you guys are excited about, please let us know. Um, if I you guess, hear about new camera gear, send us our way. We'd love. To I guess know. a better analogy is someone that's like really into fashion. It's like you already have clothes. Why are you buying more clothes? And yeah. they're aware that more clothes or newer clothes isn't gonna make them happier or feel better or make them more fashionable, I guess. Yeah. They, I guess they just buy it because they, they enjoy, enjoy it. it. Yeah. yeah. No, I tell you, I, that's a perfect analogy. Like that's honestly how it is. It's like, I'll probably always continue. Like there's those people you see like who are making lots of money now and they just keep buying camera gear. And you're like, I don't understand why they keep buying camera gear. Cause they don't need it, but it's like, it's just kind of like fun for them Yeah, to try out new gear, see, even though they probably have a red camera and they don't need that or, you know, whatever. Um, so even if I had a red camera, I know I wouldn't use it. Oh uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I would either. Like annoying. And it, I mean, it would depend would on the just project. Break my bank account, dude. I can't <laughs> like drop 50 like grand. 50 grand. <laughs> yeah. Just a camera. Like know, dude. there's gotta be better options. Like, I mean, I know I, and well, I need to, no one get mad at me because the red camera is awesome and it's great. There's a lot of great things to it, but there's also other, a lot of great cameras out there that are different options that I don't need yeah. to spend 50 K on. So totally. But agree. anyways, okay. Trans we're now we're getting into our actual topic. <laughs> I'm excited for this topic. This is this. So Joel came to me with this idea and I didn't understand what he's talking about at first, but the more as he talked about, it, it's like, this is a great idea to talk about. So you go ahead and start us off, Joel. Okay, so a few weeks ago, or a couple, I don't remember, the theaters are pretty closed right now, but there's a couple of theaters open, and they're playing uh, just older movies, and like classics, 
like Steven Spielberg movies, Jurassic Park, Jaws, Indiana Jones. And we saw Jaws because that was a childhood movie of mine that scarred me for life and made me scared of sharks ever since I was a kid. And I'm still scared of sharks. And I, I like to think of myself as a grown man, but (laughs) like even like watching some of the scenes, I'm like, this is so fake. It's so fake. But I'm like still finding myself covering like an eye and I'm like peeking and just being like little kid. And but there was something about the movie and I respect the film as a filmmaker a lot. Cause imagine just like filming in the ocean. That would suck. Yeah. Especially and dealing with an animatronic shark and having to deal with water, getting in the robot and salt as well. And that just sounds like a mess. Um, like behind like the scenes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I remember reading a quote of Steven Spielberg saying, I, I never want to film in the water again and I'm not going to, I'm not even going to film a scene next to a toilet. I'm done <laughs> with water. And, but there's something magical about the movie that yeah. I was like, why? The first thing I noticed was the cinematography and the color grading. There wasn't a lot of work into the color grade and it was fine. I think we're always like watching videos on like, three ways to make your lutz awesome and, uh, <laughs> to give you that film look. I'm like, okay. We should have um, you do the new uh, segment audio. That would be way better. <laughs> um, I like your edited voice. That's, yeah, that's Brayden's voice for anyone wondering. Um, but yeah. And none of those, like a color grade doesn't make a movie good. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wanted to talk more about what makes a movie good and I guess a nice guide. And yeah. Okay. My first tip, and this is kind of ironic because we're talking about gear, <laughs> um, but it's a nice refresher. And I think we're both, we both know this and that's yeah. that gear doesn't matter. There have been award winning films filmed on really crappy cameras, mm-hmm. like a hundred dollar cameras. Um, and there's been box office bombs that are filmed on huge expensive cameras and yeah. amazing effects. And But they bombed. No one wanted to watch them. And I don't think that's what makes the movie good. Um, I remember there's, I'm totally forgetting the name, but there was a movie and it cost $200 uh, and for the budget. $200. That's, that's it. it. And that's crazy. <laughs> I know, right? And they used iMovie to edit. No way! Shut up. They used iMovie. <laughs> yeah, and it's the worst. It won so many awards and really? a bunch of film festivals, and it made over a million dollars. If you and really that, know what you're doing, it you don't need all that stuff. Like the other, it does make it helpful, but yeah. it's not not doable. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think we need to get that stigma out of that. Once I get that camera, I'm going to be an amazing filmmaker. Yeah. That's not true at all. I promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might have yeah. a higher quality movie and more production value to it, but not a lot of people care about that. It depends on what it is. Like if you're doing a commercial for Coca-Cola, yeah, you probably don't want to be using a your phone. phone or something. Yeah. 
Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if I saw a movie. Uh, like would, a, yeah. Like Apple, they film their their phone commercials with that their was own such phones. A cool commercial. And that's that's a perfect yeah. because uh, I'm a huge believer in product is everything. If it's not about the product, it's a pyramid scheme, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and um what was I gonna talk about? Like Apple their commercial of like, we, uh, we believe in our products so much. We filmed our commercial with it and it looks great. And yeah, it didn't look like a high production value, but I don't think that mattered. I, but like, so this goes off of, well, this hits two of my points. I'm just going to go on one. Like, I think one thing I would talk about is what makes a, a guide to film makes it a good film um, is like simplicity too, like telling a, a story these are two of my points, simplicity and a story, having a good story. I'm going to go off of simplicity first is like Apple's idea was so simple. It was just having a, like a snowball fight. Like they filmed their, one of their newer commercials. It was a snowball fight and it was just really epic. And it was all filmed on their iPhone. It was such a simple idea. Jaws, such a simple idea with a shark. Or I think of like Napoleon dynamite is a huge film, especially out West and yeah. like because it was filmed in idaho it was on like a thousand dollar budget but it's such a simple idea um and yet people love it and they're gonna watch it for years because yeah. and it's just so or nacho libre same idea just a really simple idea it's nothing super complex um but like i think simplicity like is is just way more relatable to people than anything yeah uh i totally agree Some. Yeah, simplicity will get you probably more views. Yeah. And that's probably I, I like simple movies. Uh with like Yeah. I, I don't know who doesn't like a simple movie. Like when it's usually like think all Disney movies, all their cartoons, like those yeah. princess, like that were so big when they made those animated princess movies, like Snow White or something. Just such a simple idea. Like they all are, and yet it's such a classic. Like I'll go watch a Disney cartoon like now, or when I have kids, I'm going to show them Disney cartoons because yeah, they're classic. I think that's why Pixar is really good as well. Yeah, they have very simple creative ideas. Like we'll take Toy Story for example. Mm-hmm. As a kid, I didn't really. I thought the plot was like, oh, the boy got bored of one toy, so we switched over to another toy. Um, but that's not the story at all. Like when I watch that movie now, I'm like, whoa, there are like way more deeper themes of jealousy, um, compromise. There's a lot to talk about in those movies. And I think that's why film has such an impact on people. That was one of my later tips, but let's get into story. Um, okay. Yeah. This is a big story is king. Yes. Um, it's everything. Um, everything like story. Res- yeah. Bad, it, bad. bad movie. It, <laughs> bad movie. <laughs> everything like resolution, special effects, editing, makeup, and all, like, et cetera, all that stuff that serves the King. Yes. Which is the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so just if the story isn't good, rewrite it. Writing yeah. is probably the most important part of the movie besides probably directing um because i've seen some weird stories that were really good 
um as a movie yeah <laughs> but when like when i always use this as an example swiss army oh, I know, I know. <laughs> like weird story yeah farting corpse saves a man like really weird story but when i saw it executed on film i was like that was freaking amazing yeah and i wouldn't believe anyone and it just, i made me more open-minded for sure <laughs> um, no yeah say no to people's ideas and stuff and then you know the, oh sorry go ahead. go i'll just say the story like if you think of any classic film any film like even black and white films people love it because they're like oh it's just like they'll say this exact thing it's just such a good story like such a good message like everyone loves a good story and like if it's goes along those other points we've already talked about with the simplicity and all that like all those movies are that are classics are very simple but the story is very well told and it's a good relatable story it's that's what makes a really good film like you could not have great filmmaking like you even look at some of those older films that yes they're filmed well but like they might be nothing compared to what people can do now or whatever it could be a short film that's not filmed great but if it has a good story i look past a lot of that stuff and i look at wow that was a really good idea they had or like there's a lot to build like for do you look at a movie um so this isn't i don't know if this is a classic movie but the horror film lights out that was um first started as a short film online that got huge and um it's not and like the short film's good but it's not like it's the highest quality like something filmed in 6k like all this stuff um but the idea and the story was good that they could build off and make a whole movie of it and it was made into a feature film, which did well. At least I think so. I, Same. That's an example of a well-directed movie with an okay story. Because mm-hmm. um, it's nothing new or different. Yeah. But yeah, it, the, it was just... I say it's kind of yeah. hard to... the. I was... Yeah, the short film I thought was the good... Like, they told a good story in the short film that... I'm impressed they made into a movie because when you turn that into a movie idea, it's just an okay idea because now you have to build two hours off it. Yeah. But for like a two minute, like, so. I think there's a few things. There's no answer to what's the greatest movie of all time. Yeah. But I think there's some questions or um, that we can ask ourselves that what makes a movie great. And for one like first thing that always comes to mind is like innovation. How did this impact filmmaking or mm-hmm. cause like back in the day, if you ever watch like a movie from the twenties, it's just one character talking and one character in the frame and really boring. And then this is a very film kid thing to say, but like citizen Kane changed yeah. a lot of things um, and innovation and then um and the i guess second is world impact how did this affect I, yeah the world pretty self explanatory no yeah uh, we'll we'll take jaws like people started not going to the beach because of a movie <laughs> yeah people started killing sharks um film has like a big shark. impact like yeah you do it well film has a bigger impact than you think and yeah and third and most important is personal impact 
Can I actually um, um, oh, yeah, go sorry. off one of your points real quick? This is yeah. going to be really quick, but one of my points I want to add on is with you talking about um, like, uh, like, how do you say that? Pushing bounds of filmmaking. I oh, think innovation. all the, yeah. yeah, the innovation. I think almost all of them who did that though, did it really smart. They didn't push technology as in like CGI, like all these crazy things. There are movies who have done that, but some of the most classics, like the way they innovated was very simple and subtle things like um, that you would never know. I I agree. <laughs> Back to Citizen Kane. There's a <laughs> shot where there's a bunch of people in a theater and there's a stage or something. But the people in the theater, they didn't have CGI back in the day. They just used a cutout board and put it in front of the lens. And um, I watched a whole video on it. It's hard to explain without like seeing visuals. Yeah. Because I don't know the terminology for, I guess, a cutout. Um, and they just did simple things try- by trying to make the audience look real and really they did things with like light or, or what happened they just use like a white it was just a black card with a bunch of like cutouts and they just had a white card behind it and just made it look like people's heads and i was just like that's so no simple way. yeah that's like, and so that same with um so i watched a whole thing on lord of the rings and lord of the rings did have cgi and things like that but some yeah. of the shots like they did like were like miniature stuff. Like they built miniature sets. They built three different kinds so they could do different things. They built a bigger kind, a smaller kind. And so like just finding simpler ways to do that um, showed a lot of innovation. Like when um, Steven Spielberg started out, there's something I read. I don't know if it was him or a different director, but as a kid, they when he filmed, they filmed action stuff and to make smoke fly up like a bomb was hitting, they used a board. So when they stepped on the board, dirt would fly up. So it looked like there was an explosion by him, um, which is something I would have just never thought of, but it's just so mm-hmm. simple. Like the things we're talking about, like they pushed the bounds, but they didn't push it as in, oh, I need to 3D render this whole thing. Like, yes, those things are great and they're used for things and they're awesome. But at the same time, some of the coolest filmmaking tricks are just like, like you said, putting a cardboard thing like in front of us or cut out and you would just never know that was something. So yeah, I just wanted to hurry and touch on yeah. that before we went. Yeah. Um, I think my last point is personal impacts. Um, how does the film change you? Um, and honestly, a movie doesn't have to change the world to be great. Yeah. And if it has an impact on you, it's going to be great to you. And that's why film is this amazing subjective modern art. I'm always going to stand by that. And I think film is the best modern art because if an alien came here and without showing them or without (laughs) trying to like, let me rephrase this. If an alien came here, I think the best way to communicate with them is to show them a movie. They would or understand. like if someone woke up from a coma, you'd probably show them video clips of things they've missed in life or things yeah. like that. And I think film is just one of the best ways to convey human emotion and really control 
what you're trying to say as well. Yeah. Like if there's a scene in it that I really want you to be sad and feel really bad for the character, there's a lot of things I can do as a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. I got a lot of tools. I can make the song in the background really sad or something, or I can make the experience he's going through really relatable. Or I can make the actor cry. And usually when you see someone cry, you feel bad for them. Yeah. And there's just, there's a lot of tools and those are all very simple answers, but I'm just no, that, trying to make I say my last point, I, I say, I feel like all our points kind of really disconnected, which is really cool. Cause my last point is all that I wanted goes right off here is it's just uh, relatability. A good film is almost always just relatable to someone. Yeah. And I think that's one reason people love it. Um, like you said, when, if someone's sad, like being able to relate to that and you're, you understand it makes you more connected to the character. Um, people love Harry Potter and Harry Potter will probably be a huge thing, but it's not because you connect or relate to wanting to be a wizard or something. You probably relate to how Harry feels or whatever. It's a good story. There's things, different things in a story that you might connect with. And it's not that everyone will relate to that, but great films always have something you can relate with. And like you said, that makes it more feel personal to you. Um, so like everyone's gone to the beach. Everyone's knows what a shark is. You make a film about jaws, something like that. Um, it's not like every film I can be like, Oh, I relate to it in this way, but someone else could find something they relate to. So I think of films that have really impacted me are ones that I relate to. Um, so I'm yeah, not saying that's Harry Potter or jaws or whatever for, but it could be any movie for someone. There, there's a simple scene in Jaws, and this will be my last point. Um, okay. And it, it has to go with relatability. And there's small character building moments in a movie that I really love. Mm -hmm. And Jaws has one of them. And there's a scene where they're just eating dinner with uh, the family, with Chief Brody and his wife and his son. And he's just he's just having a bad day and then his son is just copying whatever he does and there's like a little soft like soft music in the background and just the i related that to that a lot as a kid and and it has to do with like curiosity as a kid mm -hmm. um and i guess chief brody's heart as well like if as a writer you could have made him be a jerk or yeah. something and he's like stop copying me son but he just kept he just kept doing new stuff and see if his son would copy him um and i thought i was like he didn't there was no dialogue in that scene but i know exactly his heart yeah and his mind and i know i feel like i know how he thinks and i relate to that scene yeah i um, think those yeah. are the points in films where most people relate to because maybe the all, overall story of like indiana jones like some things he does you're not relating to be an architect who goes and finds these crazy architects or whatever like or artifacts but um you relate to other parts like you said that part in jaws like there's different parts in the film you relate to the character and um i think that always makes a great character and that helps make a great film yeah so the film is it has a lot of purposes as well. I think Star Wars was the first successful movie and like the whole goal was to be entertaining and yeah. to be in this fantasy world. And I think that's what Star Wars does best. But everything else, 
I, I dislike about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing wrong with Star Wars. I would do Star Wars very differently, and I'd be very curious to see how people would react if I but, did a Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, a lot of those, besides so going back on relatability, uh, is like almost all the films we've talked about has a hero and a villain, which makes a good story, but everyone can relate to that. Everyone can relate to cheering for the underdog, cheering for someone you want to win. Um, these are all things we do in just everyday life. And um, so, yeah, no matter where, whether you like a film or like uh, not, like there's always like, I, like I'm not going to say I love all the black and white movies or something, some of the ones I've seen, but I can definitely respect them because I understand why it's a classic because it stands up today. Like I still enjoyed it or I can still be entertained by it. Like, which is hard to do after like 20, 30, 50 years, you know, like there's a movie called like nine men in a room or something. And it's all about, it's all seriously filmed in like two locations, three. We watched it for my film class and I love that movie. And it's just about um, a trial and it's about, and they did a lot of innovation things with a dolly that was new. Um, which, but it was cool that it's just about a kid who's on trial that they think murdered someone. And one guy in the room thinks he didn't murder someone and the rest think he did. And they just want to leave. But the one guy said, no, like we really need to be the jury. We need to figure this out. And so it's just a jury talking the whole time, but it stands up today. And I was like, wow, there's just relatable things in this. You relate to certain characters, you relate to the underdog wanting to be the underdog. So cool things like film. You're like, yeah, it really can be used in so many different. So we hope these were helpful tips. If you're looking to make short films or if you're looking to make commercials, whatever, all these tips can be applied to a wedding film, to a whatever. All these tips uh, really do help make a good video, good movie, etc. I'm using filler words now. <laughs> no, you're kidding. It's <laughs> okay, hard to end these for... things, dude. This is the hardest thing. Like <laughs> starting and then ending. Uh, I, I, I was literally just about wait did we wrap it up was that it no i didn't think we'd wrapped it up yet but i just oh. wanted to say that <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah this is a hard part uh, yeah this is the hard part so no, i just no, there. But thank you guys for for tuning in and listening if you're actually still listening i guess but we hope yeah. this helped and this was a longer podcast we hope you go out and create your own projects yeah thanks so much for listening guys 